Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prado. And today we're looking at the phrase, the valley of the shadow of death. What does that really mean? Let's read Psalm 23 first. A Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I will not be in need. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for the sake of his name. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Certainly goodness and faithfulness will follow me all the days of my life. And my dwelling will be in the house of the Lord forever. That was Psalm 23, a most familiar psalm to many people. It's beautiful poetry and solid comfort, too. As with any scripture, just asking a simple question of the scripture will lead you on a path deeper and deeper into God's word. Today's question is, what is the valley of the shadow of death? How can I describe it or imagine it? The phrase is familiar to us, and it makes sense at first. The valley of the shadow of death is understandable on a cognitive level and a poetic level. But when you really try to grasp what it is, then suddenly it seems as if we're standing on the precipice of a light-filled mountain so tall we can't see the top. So what is it exactly? Well, in my research, I discovered that the shadow of death is a common Hebrew poetic phrase. As such, might, one might expect to find it in many scriptures besides the well-known Psalm 23. And it is. It's in Psalm 107.10, Luke 1.79, which is repeating it from Psalm 107.10. It's in Isaiah 9.2, Job 38.17, and others. Once I started looking, I realized how often the shadow of death or the valley of the shadow of death is in scripture. For example, Psalm 107.10 says, There were those who lived in darkness and in the shadow of death, prisoners in misery and chains. Luke 1.79 says, To shine on those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. And Isaiah 9.2, King James Version, says, The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. So I looked and looked, and the best explanation I found about exactly what the shadow of death means is from Barnes Notes, explaining Isaiah 9-2 that I just read. And Barnes Notes says, quote, in the land of the shadow of death, this is a most beautiful expression, and it's special to the Hebrew poets. The word salmaveth is exceedingly poetical, 
The idea is that of death as a dark substance or being casting a long and chilly shade over the land, standing between the land and the light, and thus becoming a poetic image of ignorance, misery, and calamity. It's often used in the scriptures to describe those regions that were lying, as it were, in the penumbra of this gloomy object, and thus exposed to all the chills and sorrows of this melancholy darkness. Death by the Hebrews was especially represented as extending its long and baleful shadow over the regions of departed spirits. Look at Job 38, 17. That was the end of the Barnes Notes explanation, but if you're not sure what a penumbra is, it's a partially shaded outer region of the shadow cast by an opaque object, like when we have an eclipse. In Job 3, 1 to 5, we read in the scriptures, Job laments his birth. After this opened Job his mouth and cursed his day. And Job spoke and said, let the day perish wherein I was born, and the night in it was said, There is a man-child conceived. Let that day be darkness. Let not God regard it from above, neither let the light shine upon it. Let darkness and the shadow of death stain it. Let a cloud dwell on it. Let the blackness of the day terrify it. That was the King James Version of Job 3, 1 to 5, and we could see that Job was feeling pretty gloomy there. It also could potentially be a good description of depression. Barnes again explains the phrase shadow of death from the Job verse, quote, it occurs frequently in scriptures. It is used to denote the abode of departed spirits, described by Job as a land of darkness, darkness itself of the shadow of death without any order, and where the light is as darkness. And the idea seems to have been, Barnes continues, that death was a dark and gloomy object that obstructed all light and threw a terrible shade far, and that the melancholy shade was thrown afar over the regions of the dead. The sense here is that Job wished the deepest conceivable darkness to rest upon it. That was Barnes notes on the Job verse, shadow of death. Now I can't read Hebrews or Greek, two of the original languages the Bible was written in, the others being Aramaic and a few words in Ugaritic. But knowing the verses in the original language would indeed illuminate the poetic qualities of our Lord, who is the author and the spirit who inspired it. But just knowing the phrase's origin and its use in many verses and reading Barnes' explanation of the phrase is enough to make me praise once again the Lord, his creativity, the beauty of his word, and the author of it, the eternal word. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day.